My kids said, Baba, why, why the police want to hit me? What did I do? Some of his injuries are probably not something you can even show on the TV. You see flesh, pure flesh. It's entire parts of his flesh is missing from his hand. After that, police is bringing me in border to Serbia. Uh-huh. After that, I will like that. Like baby. Like ah, you crawl like yeah, baby. Yeah, like baby. And police not helping. <laughs> They tell you to go. 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 Um, go to Serbia, go. Regardless of his status, where he came from, whether he asked for asylum or didn't ask for asylum, you can't do this to another fellow human being. The first step in any kind of physical violence, before that takes place, what happens is always the dehumanization of the other. Hello and welcome to the Info Migrants podcast, Tales from the Border. I'm Emma Wallace. Welcome back if you've joined us before. If not, we're visiting the borders of Europe to hear the stories of migrants, refugees and asylum seekers who are crossing them, as well as the tales of those who work with them. Today, we're at the border between Serbia, Hungary and Romania in the north of Serbia, where over the past few years there have been increasing reports of migrants being mistreated and in some cases seriously injured by officials. The terrain here is sometimes mountainous, sometimes forested. Some of the borders along the Balkan route are still mined, dating from the Yugoslavian wars in the 90s. There are mountains, hills and forests and temperatures in winter can drop well below freezing. Barbed wire fences, police patrols, dogs and drones are frequent here and make it increasingly difficult for migrants travelling this way to reach their goal, the EU. Today, we join Andras Ledra, a senior advocacy officer at the legal NGO in Budapest, the Hungarian Helsinki Committee. Andras has been advocating for migrants on these borders for several years. In the middle of May, he met up with our reporter Idro on the Serbian side of the border. Andras and Idro travelled to meet various people who have been attempting to cross the border towards Western Europe and have been stopped and forced to turn back by various police forces in the Western Balkan region. These are their tales from those borders. Idro picked up Andras at the Horgos border crossing between Hungary and Serbia. Since 2016, in the summer, when Hungary legalised pushbacks, we have started receiving regular detailed reports, oftentimes with pictures, sometimes even with medical documents from the hospital in Serbia, of the injuries that the people suffered by the Hungarian police when they were pushed back. And that was, at that time in 2016, an absolutely new phenomenon. The Hungarian police was not known for its brutality. There were problems when people tried to cross the border without documents and tried to seek asylum. Sometimes their request for protection was not recorded in the minutes and they were just uh, officially readmitted to Serbia. But uh, after 2016, this completely changed. There are very few readmissions, which are official procedures, to Serbia. 
those who are readmitted are mostly Serbian citizens who overstayed in Hungary and all the other people, asylum seekers mainly, who cross into Hungary without having a valid visa, a valid passport, the law prescribes that they have to be immediately removed to the Serbian side of the border fence without any paperwork, without any documentation. There is no hearing. This happens to children. This happens to women. It's really an awful practice, but it's not just a practice like you have it at the Croatian-Bosnian border, for example, or the Croatian-Serbian border. This is actually the law in Hungary. This is what the police officer has to do. It's a quite unique situation in, in Europe. There is no other country that has such a legislation. Many of the migrants Andras deals with are not staying in official migrant camps, and there are various reasons for that, as he explains. We will meet people today, and most of these people, they don't stay inside the camps, mainly because the camps are overcrowded. If they are not, and people have a chance to actually get accommodation, uh, still some people choose not to stay inside the camps, partly because they don't have any documents and papers, so they are not allowed to go in, partly because they had papers, but they no longer have it, so the camps don't let them back, they can't re register themselves, and so they stay in abandoned buildings and houses and in the forest, or the way these people call it, the jungle. But the precise location of these places is changing all the time. One day people are here and then the police comes, rounds them up and um, then the next day they set up camp somewhere else. For most of the Covid times the Serbian camps were absolutely closed. So they became unofficial detention facilities. People could not leave the camp, not even to go for shopping. That was the case for most of the time for the past year and those who were outside of the camps there was very little assistance that could be given to them. Part of the reason though for the lack of assistance Andras recalls stems from way before the pandemic ever started. Back in 2015 and 2016 there were so many migrants squatting in Belgrade that the Serbian government announced that organisations and volunteers were not allowed to provide assistance to people outside the camps any longer. The authorities thought this was the best way to prevent the squatting in the first place. We are going to go to the transit camp in um, Subotica. That's an official camp of um, the Serbian Commissariat for Refugees. And there is a person who got in touch who was in Hungary and he was hit by a car on the road and the car left, the driver left without providing any assistance and he was taken to a hospital because he had horrible injuries and a few days after that he was taken by the police from the hospital in still, according to him, very, very bad conditions. And he was pushed back to Serbia. 
the special story in his case, but that's not special if you look at the general situation in, in the Western Balkan route, is that, as far as I understand, but I'm going to find it out soon, the details, he actually entered Hungary from Romania, but he was still pushed back to Serbia. So what you are seeing here and what's happening here is partly a humanitarian catastrophe. It's partly systemic human rights violations, but it is also a very serious security issue from the perspective of the European Union because these people are tossed around several countries, EU countries, non-EU countries, Schengen countries, non-Schengen countries, without any kind of individual documentation, taking their fingerprints, taking a picture of them, recording their personal data. So if anyone who is a bad apple wants to leave the European Union undetected, without meeting border guards, without taking their fingerprints, without showing their documents if they are real or if they fake or if they don't have any documents, all they have to do is come down to the south of Hungary and the police will give them a free lift. So it's a complete mess. We are waiting for Andras, who is waiting for the refugee inside the camp. There is only a few refugees in the garden, few containers, one tent, and it seems like there's not so many of them, but we have to wait out and further so he makes the first contact with the refugees and then uh, they will tell hopefully their story. The camp is outside of Subotica, there is no many things around, fields and only few people living here near. Refugees used to come here a lot but since uh, some of them don't want to be inside the camp they are looking to uh, go further to Western Europe and uh, some of them don't register. You alone or with other people? No, alone. alone. My name is Jalal Izarwi from Morocco. My age is Tetschi. I come from uh, Turkish, fast, and Turkish I come from Yunnan, Greece, through Romania. After that, in Romania, I go to border, Hungary. After that, I make the, the accident in the street, in the night. is a big truck, it slapped me. And uh, my story from uh, hospital, I stay, on, I stay in hospital like 10 days, 10 days like that. I make, I make the operation here in my hand and my finger and my, that one, this side. And I have factory in this side and my face. I think all my body is broken. Okay. okay. 
Because I have factory here. You know oh, factory? Yes. Factory here. And this. I'll show you if it's okay, no problem? If it's okay for you, yes. Sorry, can I take photo of, of the injury? Okay, it's okay. Not your face, your just what happened. It's hard because this is um, this is radio, but some of some of his injuries are probably not something you can even show on the TV. You see flash, pure flash. That it's not even just a, you know the part of the skin is missing entire parts of his flesh is missing from his hand there is this huge injury all over his right leg he can't walk at all his left hand is so swollen as if he would have been in a beehive his ear looks horrible due to the injuries he suffered there so I'm not a medical expert and this is something that a medical expert will have to look at. But we are meeting this man now, three weeks after. He was uh, sent by the Hungarian police back to Serbia over the fence. He told me he was crawling like a baby crawls because he couldn't walk. They say that his hip is also broken or fractured. If you want, I can make pictures and give you some of them. Yeah. Thank you. One I use. I also you. take, yes. Ah, remove? Yeah. Okay. Ay, 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 ay. Just my, 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 this one, this one also. I, I think it's better for me. Maybe I go to camp in Hungary or stay in hospital. My health is coming good, is coming back good after I go to free in Hungary. I think that before. But when I wake up, my idea is all change, my think all change. In hospital, uh, I make the operation fast. After I stay 10 days, every day is coming nurse from me, doctor morning. Is change band, is change serum, infusion, yeah, infusion, sorry. Infusion and uh, give the food. Don't take it all. After that, police is coming one day, morning, I remember, is bring me from there in border Serbia, directly. To Andras, what Jalal is describing is a clear breach of the law. Over the years, Andras has heard countless testimonies, but still, Jalal's stories and such significant injuries have really, really shocked him. Regardless of his status, where he came from, uh, whether he asked for asylum or didn't ask for asylum, you can't do this to another fellow human being. This raises a lot of legal questions, but I think it also raises a lot of moral questions, because even now, he is clearly unable to get by on his own. Three weeks ago, I can only imagine in what state he was. And what's the next thing you remember, Jala? Next thing, I I wake up in hospital. In hospital? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And last, I give you the, exactly what I remember. Mm -hmm. no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want 
stay in Budapest. I won't live in, in Hungary. I think Hungary is a good uh, country. This is, this is my idea before. I want working, I want like that, make my future. I want to help my family like that. But I, when I come, all is change. Yeah, I have the family there. I have the family. Your cousins? Yeah. And they do, they, they live there longer time? Yeah, it's a long time. It's have two, ba two baby in Hungary. I'm so sorry for travel and No, for I'm sorry for three. what happened to you. Um, after that, I will like that. Yes. I don't have anything. You don't, don't have that? I don't have anything. I Like baby. Like ba Ah, you crawl like yeah, baby? Yeah, like baby. And police not helping. <laughs> they tell you to go. Oh. Um, go to Serbia, go. It's also very telling, he told me, that after he crossed the border, he stayed for some time in an abandoned house, alone, with injuries like that. With injuries that normally would be treated by nurses in a hospital in clean conditions, with probably surgery, with medical help and so on. He was left for his own devices, and then another migrant told him, hey, we can help you come back to the camp, we will put you here. He has never been to Serbia before, he has family living in Hungary, who was not even contacted for those 10 days while he was treated in the hospital. I'm still trying to gather my thoughts because this is, even one element of this story is problematic, but taking it together, this is just really outrageous. So, we are, I think, going to request an investigation into how he was released in this condition from the hospital. How is it possible that the police, while it was clear he visibly couldn't walk, he, he was put in the back of the van in a wheelchair, but they left the wheelchair at the hospital. If you transfer someone in a wheelchair, you can't throw them out in the middle of nowhere completely alone, without clutches, without any assistance. So what is the responsibility of the Hungarian police officers? And because he was expelled collectively from Hungary, without any kind of documentation, to a country he's never been to before, that's definitely a case in itself at the European Court of Human Rights. But all that happened to him raises itself the issue of inhuman and degrading treatment or punishment, which is in breach of Article 3 of the European Convention of Human Rights. So it's really an, a, an awful case, but uh, the fact that uh, his injuries are so well documented, it also means that uh, he has a chance to get justice. I don't have any help. I don't have someone stay with me and talk to social and talk to like that. I want only my health coming back like before. Only my health. My body coming back same before. This is my dream now from my life, new life. This is new life. I think 
COVID and the Hungarian health situation due to the pandemic, the overcrowdedness of the hospitals probably had an effect on how he was treated in Hungary. But that's no excuse. And yes, we have seen a couple of cases over the past year where people were injured in an accident. So it was not a violent incident. They fell off the fence, they fell off a car, but instead of taking them to a hospital, they just send them back to Serbia, not in an official manner, not handing them over to the Serbian authorities, just opening one of these gates built in the middle of nowhere into the Hungarian-Serbia border fence and told them to walk where you want to go. He was very likely in such awful conditions after the accident. So he was hit by a car during the night in Hungary on the road and the car drove away the driver and the guy was left there on the road. We can all imagine what kind of injuries he must have had. He doesn't remember. The next thing he remembers is that he wakes up in the hospital. So at least he was being treated. But uh, I have my doubts whether he was actually in the condition when they released him to actually release him from hospital. The Hungarian pushbacks are absolutely unrelated to, to COVID and the pandemic. They were going on before the pandemic and they were going on during the pandemic and even now when both the numbers luckily are much lower in both in Serbia and in Hungary but also that the official restrictions are lifted the pushbacks are, are still carried out by the Hungarian police in that sense there is no change there is also no change in the violence that accompanies these pushbacks In the next episode of Tales from the Border, Andras Ledera from the Hungarian Helsinki Committee and reporter Idro Seferi continue their travels in northern Serbia. They'll head to an unofficial camp in the forest near the Romanian border. Join us then to hear more migrant tales from those on the Balkan route. This episode of the Info Migrants podcast, Tales from the Border, was recorded by Idro Seferi in Serbia. It was produced and presented by me, Emma Wallace, Edited by Mario McGregor and mixed in the DW studio by Gert Georgi. The music was kindly provided to us by the group Chinese Man Music in France. On va vous poser des questions douloureuses. Maîtrisez-vous. Soyez tranquille. On ne peut rien vous faire.